Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, darling. Welcome back to the Fuck It Up Comedy Club podcast. I'm your host, Kima Bob, and you are now tuned in to an unapologetic celebration of comedians of color who are not cis men. That's fun. Uh, it's an opportunity to hear dope stand-up from lovely comedians and get to know them a bit better. Now, in this episode, I am honored to be joined by Miss Mo Real, Jinya Chang, and Savin Chada. Um, and like, it's so fun doing this show because Miss Mo Real was one of the first guests to ever do the Fuck It Up comedy show in like 2018 right and then like Saban has been brilliant and we've met Saban quite recently and they've done the logo and stuff for the fuck it up podcast so if you see that dope artwork and you're like I want some that's where you can get it straight from Saban and Jinya is someone I've met kind of right in the middle of the journey so it's just really cool to have like all these different like voices and stuff come together um and we got into it honey and let me tell you something the times are a changing uh, in London where I am um, the days are getting short and it's getting cold and that wind is coming honey it's coming it's not being subtle either it's blowing right on through um, and so I wanted to chat a bit to the audience and to the acts about like how to deal with that because I'm still learning how to handle like this rough ass winter anyway before we get into me trying to deal with things like seasonal change and why the sky is dark in the middle of the day um we got into some moments that were fucking incredible um i went to see alanis morissette in Ooh. um uh, uh for her the jagged little pill like anniversary tour yeah and um it was like a couple of months ago or a couple of weeks ago. I literally, time is weird, a weird shape right now. Um, but we booked this, these tickets like in January 2020 and it got postponed twice. So like we were waiting two and a half years for this concert. Jeez. So it was like the anticipation. I've been listening to her music for like 20 years. Mm. So and I was like, I'm going to cry the whole way through this thing. <laughs> But I didn't. And so, like, near the end, I was like, I have finally got a hold of my emotions. Like, I can control them. No, but, like, the first, like, few bars of uh, Thank You started, and I mm. just broke down. Just, <laughs> <laughs> like, sobbing uncontrollably, uncontrollably. But also, at the O2, they have, like, this new air filtration system. Mm. So, like... That is like the freshest oxygen. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it was like a, a, a mixture of like singing for an hour, waiting for this gig for like ages, loving her mm. for 20 years, the sobbing, 
Like that train journey home, I felt like new. I felt reborn. I felt fucking incredible. My God, I love that. Did you feel a bit, um, do you think that like uh, uh, pure oxygen as well? Were you like, "Mm." It was amazing. I keep trying to, I think my theme for this episode is alternative ways to get high. I don't know. I literally, it was like, it was incredible. I was like, this is the freshest air I've ever breathed. And there was like thousands and thousands of people that I was like, how are you? But then, you know, you're singing as well, like singing along for an hour. So like your breathing is, you know, your body is getting a a good amount of that oxygen. I think singing is breath work. Yeah. 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 The train journey home was amazing. (laughs) You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> um, what about you guys? Anything to share? I had been seeing this guy on and off for like four years. He's now my ex. <laughs> but uh, we went to a festival together over the summer, and I didn't sleep with him. Wow! And I think Excellent that's fucking work. incredible. That's that what my is... therapist said, so. Just <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what about you, Mo? Anything to share? Um, uh, I went to an interview recently mm. and uh, watched the lady interview all the other people and she was, she was saying, am I going to have to drag it out of you? Like, tell me about yourself. I'm not going to bite. She was being like that. And um, so when I got to her, I said, I want you to talk to me about the jobs that's not on this list. T- tell me about the wages. And she reclined into herself. Mm. Yeah, whereas with all them other people, she was eating them alive and leaving no crumbs. But I was asking the questions that she could not answer. So I'm like, why have you even invited me? I'm like this, why have you even invited me? (laughs) And she couldn't answer, but the other people she was murdering. So I, I somehow felt some sort of spiritual, emotional growth. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like I owned her, bitch. I love that so much. Oh, my God. Were well, you like, when am I going to have to drag it out of you? I was like, how much does it pay? You need to help me understand why I will turn up every day on time and put up with everybody's nonsense. Do you know what I'm saying? Make it worth my while. And if she wasn't saying the white rages, my attitude just kept getting more and more. Yeah. You know your interview's about you wanting the job too, otherwise it's not sustainable. Yeah, and they try yeah. to pay you crumbs and still expect you to come back to work with a good attitude. Mm-hmm. And you got to get a man with a good dick so you can come to work with a good attitude. Here <laughs> <laughs> girl. Or a woman or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever's fucking, whoever you be fucking, is that your top tip? <laughs> <laughs> Professional tips, fuck. Um, <laughs> Club. This is an unapologetic celebration of comedians of color who are not cis men. Uh, I'm Kim Bob, your host, and uh, I really do appreciate you being here. Um, wow, times are changing, by which I mean the seasons, and uh, I hate it. Uh, I hate it so much. Uh, winter here is very bad. 
Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, I don't know if you've heard about it, but I'm not excited. It's a bit chilly today, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> um, and I'm wearing a sweater. For those of you at home, I'm wearing a sweater with, like, a chest cut out. And, like, uh, I'm warm everywhere but here. <laughs> and, and the wind just slaps me right in the lungs, and I'm probably going to wake up with pneumonia. Um, I do not appreciate the weather in this country. I think... Uh, besides, like, uh, racism, fascism, it is the worst part about it. Um, that and the pebble beaches. I just can't get behind them. Get some sand if you want to call yourself a beach. That's, that's me. I'm, I'm a, a bold. I'll say it. Um, but, yeah, winter fucking sucks. Like, I'm not the kind of person that would, like, excuse colonization, right? I don't think it's okay. But if this was the country I was in all the time, I would understand wanting to go somewhere the fuck else. <laughs> like, it's so bad. I honestly feel like reparations at this point should just be, like, vacations for people of color to places that are sunny. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Do you guys own a sad lamp? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you don't know about the sad lamp, first of all, what are you doing? Um, do you know what I mean? Do what you got to do. Scrape together that change because you can get one for about 20 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you do get one for 20 pounds, it might only last one winter, but that's all you need. <laughs> you just got to survive. Make it to the next one. Uh, it is crazy out here. Just the darkness. Just the absolute darkness. What the fuck are we doing? What are we doing on this island looking out a window at 3.30 to see the fucking moon? What is going on? I find it absolutely terrifying. And uh, we're recording this now in the middle of September, but a few weeks ago when it started to change, like, people were chatting about it. Like, I got in an Uber and the guy was like, it's getting cold. Like, do you know, like, there's an anxiety that you can feel <laughs> amongst people where everyone's just like, Days shorter now, aren't they? <laughs> oh, it's so ominous. Uh, does anyone get sad in the winter? Yeah, and I mean like a lowercase sad and capital. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, I feel like I need like a vitamin D supplement and I do mean that in the nutrient way, um, not in the sexual way, though that might help. I was just uh, internally weighing up the mood-boosting effects of fucking regularly. Um, and just so you know, my a friend Zakisa has uh, coined this term GSD, which is get some D, and um, it can stand for dick or digits. Um, so it's just important that no one uh, feels like I wasn't trying to fuck them a minute ago. Um, as a pansexual person, it's just important that I voice that. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not looking forward to the winter. I would like to escape um, this nation... Um, one of my career goals is to never be here in January. Like, do you understand? Like, like, I don't know where I'm trying to go. Like, it's not like Hollywood or something. It's just not here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that is on the list. Um, but I think that, like, uh, laughter is a beautiful thing, and I think it's one of the things that we can do to get through it. Does anyone have any tips for surviving the long cold? Because I've been here, this will be my sixth as you guys say, my sixth winter. Um, and I've still not gotten used to it. I've just started to figure out the layering. You want to do, do like a bunch of thin ones. 
that's where you want to do a bunch of thin ones and then you, you build gradually. I didn't know this. And then you got all of the fucking the thermal wear and shit. Do you know what I mean? What you got to do, you got to raid Uniqlo is apparently the way forward. This is, it's taken me years to gain this knowledge. I've never owned a proper coat before I moved here. <laughs> like I was in Texas just being like, this is a coat. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. This place is absolutely insane. Uh, anyone got any advice for surviving the long cold? Fire. Set the country on it. Fire. What, it, what should I do with the fire? Have it within me? From the inside? Yes. Never let it go out. Ooh, this is giving me Hell's Moving Castle. Do you guys know Hell's Moving Castle? Ooh, what a fun film. So hot. That was the first time I wanted to fuck a cartoon. That was crazy. Howl. And then it turns out that was Christian Bale, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, girl, you need to think about it. Uh, work, on, work on yourself. But do you know what? Also, I'm not going to lie, young Sophie. Um, so if you don't know Hell's Moving Castle, there's like, um, I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm going to, can you guys help me with the thing of it? So there's um, like this girl, and she's uh, young. She's called Sophie. <laughs> but then there's like a witch with a dog that has asthma. <laughs> and the witch is mad at Sophie? Is she mad at Sophie or is she just mad? I think she's just mad. Yeah, so the witch is mad. Um, and there's this guy, Howl, who sometimes, he, I think he like used to look different. I think he used to have like blonde hair or something. Do you know? He used to have like blonde hair. But then uh, something happened. I think he got cursed. Is she called the witch of the... <laughs> Is she called the, the witch of the waste? Is that what she called? She's the witch of the waste? Man, you guys are not being here for me right now. I'm trying to educate people on the, the movingness of the castle. Okay, and it's called House Moving Castle. Because there's a, there's a house. It's not really a castle. It's a big house. But it does move. It has legs. Because uh, magic. And what keeps the house moving, and I think how alive is this fire called calcifer. That probably means fire in a language. I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> moral of the story is you can't let the fire die, which is why I ended up telling y'all about this movie. <laughs> and it's, it's a good movie. Um, all right, enough about me wanting to fuck cartoons. <laughs> I know you came for stand-up comedy, not whatever just happened. <laughs> Oh, thank you for riding with me. Uh, so, I'm going to welcome on our first act. Please welcome to the stage, the Miss Morel! Hi, guys. How you lot doing? Are oh, you lot good? Okay, you lot sounds amazing. I can see all your faces without your masks on and everything. Fuck the Rona. Anyway... <laughs> Okay, okay, so big up yourself. I come all the way from Brixton. I'm very excited to be here. Big up all the comedians that came on before me because comedy is not that easy to do. It looks easy, but it's actually low-key hard. <laughs> it is. is You've got to remember your material. You've got to keep yourself composed and stuff like that. You've got to wear something that doesn't distract from your comedy so the people see you and stuff. Like, when I first started doing comedy, I used to say my age, and everybody would be, oh, my God, and I feel like, yeah. I was like, and now when I say it, they don't do that, they don't. They don't do that no more, so I don't say that no more. But when I started comedy, it was like being a virgin, like a virgin. You know that tune from 
from Madonna. You lot, you lot know Madonna, isn't it? Cool, I'm just making sure, isn't it? So it's like being a virgin, and but you know, like when you haven't had sex before, but you low key think you're going to be good at it anyway. I'm not the only one, isn't it? Common ground, right? So you low key think you're going to be good at it, but you don't know. So it's awkward. It's awkward. It's awkward. And then. So, like, when you get started, they always give you this long black mic, right? I'm yet to see a long white one, guys. If anybody knows someone with a long white mic, let me know, okay? Okay, and we're still talking about comedy. You lot's mind is in the gutter, okay? And that's all right. But, yeah, so when you first start doing it, it's awkward, but you still go back to do some more, right? Until you become good at it. And then you invite people to watch you doing it, right? Then you want some audience participation and all that. It's very sexy, comedy is, isn't it? Sexy, man. And you get to express your true feelings but hide it behind a joke. Right, right, right? Like, I do lots of stuff where I say my mum is saying it, but to be honest, it is her. She's the racist one. I'm not, I'm not racist because I was, she put me in foster care with white people. So I know what it's like to eat peas and then the fish fingers with some gravy, mashed potato. <laughs> Put a mashed potato on the side, yeah. I know that a roast on a Sunday is an important situation, right? <laughs> Yorkshire pudding, don't play, don't play, don't play, yeah. So you know what I mean? There's certain things about the culture that I've been brought up with. And like my foster care lady, her name was Sheila. And I remember her vividly because the time when I was in foster care, Superman had just first, first, no, don't play with me. First, first, first came out when they gave you the 3D glasses. They posted it. They posted everybody these 3D glasses to watch Superman on the TV, 3D, so you can really watch people falling down the well and really hurting themselves. And I remember her because she had crusty foot bottom. You know that? Crusty foot bottom. The one that looks like you can draw lines in the pavement. She had that. She had... When I looked at her football, my throat used to feel dry. That's how crusty her football was. Bless her. Yeah, man, I've been around for a long time. Has anybody been around from, like, the 80s? Is there anybody here from the 80s? Okay, and then the rest of you lot are from the 90s, isn't it? That is why, when you lot talk about dating, you lot draw for an app. Oh, I'm a dating, I'm a da dating app? What about the real-life dating? Some of these mans don't even have no lyrics or bars to deliver to the girls. <laughs> they don't know what to say. They're just hiding behind the screen. And when you meet them in real life, that's not... They don't even match the picture, fam. That's taking liberties. Like, I can't do... I'm scared that if I meet you, you're not as big and as tall and as fine as the picture. Now you've wasted my time. I've got an issue with disappointment. I really do. I really do. Anyway, so I've come all the way from Brixton... And I live with my flatmates. You lot share your homes with other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're supposed to help you with the rent, though, isn't it? That's the whole point. It's the whole point. So Lambeth, which is our borough, they wrote to us to say that they were going to evict us. And I was like, why? It's those two people over there that don't pay the rent. <laughs> and then they wrote back to me, and they said that how they're my kids and how I have to look after them. <laughs> so, according to Lambeth, I've got two children. And I find that it's quite tricky to discipline your kids, to be honest. It is, because you don't want to beat them up. <laughs> you don't have to use violence. You don't have to do that. You don't want to beat them up. So I try to build a bond with my kids by telling them the truth. 
Do you know what I mean? I know it seems new to some parents. Ew, telling them the truth. Why? Why would you do that? Just lie to them. I did. I thought, for some parents, you know, when it was the coronavirus, I was like, just lie to them. Say, for Christmas got the Rona, all of that. Everyone's got the Rona. <laughs> Christmas is cancelled, all of that. But what I noticed is the kids don't respect you because you keep saying Father Christmas is buying the stuff. They think you're lazy. <laughs> yeah? Do you see what I'm saying? They respect Father Christmas. Babe, behave yourself, otherwise Father Christmas is going to... No, no. Otherwise, I won't buy it for you. Yeah? So when the kids ask me about Father Christmas, I'm like, fuck that person. He... He's a waste man. Yeah? You don't see him for the rest of the year. What's he doing? What's he doing? And it's interesting because I do see a lot of white guys that are mature that are big with white beards. And I used to say to my daughter, look, there goes Father Christmas. You see that? On his day off, he's just walking around West End. Yeah? Doesn't talk to nobody. And Christmas time, here he comes. Nah, man, that's me. So then, so, then, so then my son was like, yeah, but what about the tooth fairy and all that? And I'm like, nah, man, that's me as well. Don't be a chief, fam. Don't let me catch you outside talking about tooth fairy at your big old ripe 20-year-old age, fam. No. That's me. So then, then my daughter was like, yeah, but what about dad? And I'm like, no, dad's a mythical creature, yeah. <laughs> he, he belongs under your bed with all the other mythical creatures and missing things, missing things in life. They're all under the kid's bed, all the things that's missing in your house. You know, like you'll have one thing, but not the other. It's under the kid's bed. That's where they hoard and hide things. But yeah, so I've got two kids. It's hard to discipline them. The oldest is now 25. The youngest is now... 20. I know, I'm old fam. I was sitting over there, my back was hurting me. Oh, I could feel the age coming over me through back pain. Now you see back pain, when you're younger and you go to work, you're like, oh, my back's hurting me. People are like, oh, what have you been up to your day cap? Oh, you're back, yeah. And you also, you're like, yeah, my back's hurting me. You're having a good time. But now when you get to my chart, yeah, my back's hurting me. People are like, hmm. <laughs> The age is aging, that's what that is. So I was trying to like relate to you before because I grew up like in the 80s, right? And I used to play in a playground with all the other kids when I was allowed out. Being that I'm African, you have to be allowed out and I wasn't often allowed out. But when I was, they play a game and they sing, find us keepers, losers weepers. That means they can take your shit and laugh at you. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. After they've taken it, that's when they sing that song. Snatch, finders, keepers, losers, weep. They're gone with your things. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was tricky to be African in the 80s. Now we're doing the Azunto, guys. We are dancing it up. Oh, my God, we are sexy again, you know. But back in the day, we were ashy and dry, okay? That's what we were. All things connotated to hunger, poverty. That was us. We were the poster child. And it was hard for me to get to school because you want to go to school with the right mindset. You gas yourself up. You're like, yeah, go to school. But you try to watch a bit of TV before you go to school. And what do you see? Adverts about kids who've got no water to drink. Oh, my God, mum. Mum, they've got no water, fam. And they've got to pay rent for a house they don't actually live in. The woman's just banging on pebbles. She actually doesn't live in the home, okay? So how do I go to school with all this confidence when I've watched all that? You get to school and sometimes the kids will be doing your African bubble. Oh, this girl's flashing me. She's flashing me, but I'm not even done yet. Anyway, <laughs> she's flashing me, but not showing me her boobs either. What is the point of all this flashing, really? Anyway, um, thank you for having me. I hope to see you like, at my show. Come and find me for details. Okay? All right. 
Welcome to the stage, the incredible Seven Jada! Hello! Hi, I am Seven, but I am not up. Way past my bedtime? I'm a grown up. <laughs> that was just for Kima. I am a grown up. I'm 37. Folks. But yeah. But um, I have been hashtag blessed with the face and body of a child. <laughs> uh, I'm tired of being asked what GCSEs I'm taking. <laughs> Happens a weird amount. Mostly because I find it triggering to be reminded of Edexcel. <laughs> yeah, it was 20 years ago, but uh, it still stings. Um, it's not a good results day if you can uh, rearrange your grades to spell out the word dude. <laughs> I've been ID'd my whole life, right? But recently, people have stopped believing that my ID is even real. <laughs> um, when I say people, I mean the ones that stand in the way of me and alcohol. I thought I would, like, ease into the discomfort, you know, and, like, become healthy, stop drinking. Uh, but what I did instead is very quickly learn that you don't need ID to buy drugs. <laughs> they will sell that shit to you even if you look like an infant. Hashtag social commentary. Um, it's so nice to be here. Um, friends, I come with some big news. I, at the very young age of 37, um, I recently just moved out of my room at my mother's house. Yeah. So I moved to my sister's old room downstairs. Yeah. It's close to the front door. <laughs> Baby steps. <laughs> my sister is the golden child of the family. We all have one of those, right? Right. Not enough people said that. The rest of you are like, no, we don't have that. It's because it's you. <laughs> you humble pricks. <laughs> my sister is definitely the golden child of our family. She got all A stars. She was head girl. Um, she's now partner of her firm. She's married with two kids. Um, my sister is so clever that we got to go to a really fancy school completely free. And I was there as like a two-for-one deal. <laughs> like, oh, you want this prodigy child to help you score well in the league tables? You have to take this awkward one too. <laughs> she is good for a B in art. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> in spite of all of that, though, guess who is my mother's favorite child? My sister. She went to Cambridge, though. I don't know how you compete with that. It's definitely not by going to uni in Elephant Castle. <laughs> I checked. I checked. <laughs> uh, um, uh, last year, my sister gave my mum the best birthday present ever, a second grandson. How do you even plan for that? I'm sorry. <laughs> Same birthday. I gave my mum years of companionship. <laughs> she seems very ungrateful. I do love my sister's kids, though. They make me feel so tall. <laughs> I, I reckon I have, like, a good six or seven years before I'm, once again, the shortest member of our family. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, you guys, I've started telling people that my mum lives with me. 
The older you get, the more you can get away with that. <laughs> my mom lives with me, sounds like I'm an angel. Whereas I live with my mom, sounds like I'm a freeloading asshole. Uh, to make matters worse, I am a freelance illustrator. Oh. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, uh, I think it's great because I basically convinced people to pay me to do coloring in. <laughs> Hashtag life hack. <laughs> but it's not my fault though. My mum felt pressured to do business when she was younger, which sounds like the only way I can imagine someone doing business. <laughs> um, but so she told me to follow my passions. She told me to follow my heart. She was like, save and follow your dreams. And I did. I followed them all the way back to her house. <laughs> it's like, it's me again. I am trying to better myself though. I am working on my need for approval, as you can see. <laughs> um, I'm working on my trust issues, right? But I'm having a hard time with that because uh, humans are garbage. <laughs> um, one human I definitely don't trust is Elon Musk. Because he shot a car into space. I feel like we should still be talking about this. There's just a car in space. Do you know that a few years before that, he, like, launched a wheel of cheese into space? Where are his friends? Someone should have checked in on him at that point. That's like a red flag, a cry for help. That's like gateway space litter. Apparently he tweeted that he thought it would be funny if aliens found, found the car. Um, I guess humour truly is subjective. <laughs> truly. Um, I don't think it would be funny because they're going to think we all agreed on that. <laughs> and that humans are idiots for trying to get through space in the car. Can you imagine in millions of years on a faraway planet full of incredibly evolved intelligent life an alien Jodie Foster looks up at the sky in a super advanced alien telescope, spots the car, mistakes it for meaningful contact, and then wastes her incredibly important alien scientist life trying to figure out what the fuck it means. <laughs> She'll keep going back to her boss asking for more funding. He'll have lost faith in, her, faith in her at this point. On her deathbed, the project will be way over schedule, way over budget, and she's gonna have to die thinking she's failed. Well done, Elon, you just shat on alien Jodie Foster's life. Um, that was a reference to the 1997 film Contact. <laughs> yeah. Which I love for three reasons. Um, number one, Jodie Foster is a babe. Number two, it was written by Carl Sagan. Nice. And number three, in it, Matthew McConaughey plays a sexy priest. Yeah. These guys love that film too. <laughs> yeah. Such a good film. Okay. Um, yeah, Matthew McConaughey was like, sexy priests are a thing now, right? I feel like he was the original. Or maybe Jesus was. <laughs> I don't know how Christianity works. <laughs> uh, I'm single. Make some noise if you're single. Woo! I'm single because I'm lazy, right? And I'm lazy on like a cellular level. <laughs> like my body grew to age nine and then was like, I'm done. <laughs> you don't need boobs, do you? <laughs> I guess not. Um, so yeah, I don't date anymore. I just, this is all I leave the house for. So, uh, stand-up comedy is my boyfriend now. Yeah. It's a lot like my previous relationships in that I'm the one doing all the talking. And my mum doesn't think it's a financially viable option. <laughs> it's a relatively new relationship, stand-up comedy and I, right? We're in the honeymoon stage. 
You know the bit where all the red flags look like party decorations? <laughs> this is going to be fun. I'm going to leave you with this. Um, I get asked a lot where I'm from, and I have two answers based on what I want you, want you to think of me. So if I want you to like me and find me interesting, I'll be like, well, my family's from India, but I was born in Kenya, and then I grew up here in England. And if I want you to avoid me and leave me alone, I'll be like, I'm from Staines. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Enjoy the rest of your night. Her name is Jinya Chang, and she's incredible. So please, whoop, cheer, go crazy for the Jinya Chang! Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Oh my gosh. Uh, hello. Um, so I'm very aware that I look like I eat rice. But it sounds like I ate a Kardashian. <laughs> which makes literally no sense because I've actually never lived in America. I moved straight from Asia all the way to the West Midlands. <laughs> you are right. I did not get into my first choice university. <laughs> and weirdly, my parents are actually from an ex-British colony, Hong Kong. Um, in fact, my dad went to uni here as well, but he moved back and I stayed here, which makes me a first-generation disappointment. Thank you. High five. High five. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but uh, I don't know why I sound like this. I think it's because we only had American TV when we were growing up. I mean, we had Mr. Bean, but he doesn't really say anything, right? But weirdly, Mr. Bean was so popular in Asia, right, that sometimes I just think about how there's this whole generation of older people out there whose only two interactions with the Brits were either terrifying colonizer or bumbling idiot, right? Because it's just not true, is it? It's just sad they didn't live long enough to see a British Prime Minister. It could, in fact, be both. <laughs> so I'm just shoehorning that in a couple more times before I can't use that again. <laughs> but I have, I have lived here for so long now, I've basically become an upper-middle-class white person. You want to know how upper-middle-class white I've become? Sometimes I get a classic cheese toasty from Pret. That's it. I am single, and uh, what a cliche. Most of my friends are married with kids, which is great. I love my life. That's why I do stand-up comedy, yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, I don't, do we have any other single girls in the house today? <laughs> Usually it's, like, a couple of very depressed, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you guys have this problem. The worst thing about being a modern single woman whose friends all have kids is that I live in perpetual fear of anybody seeing my phone gallery. <laughs> because parts of my phone gallery are just filled with pictures of my friend's babies surrounded by dick pics. <laughs> Which isn't illegal, <laughs> technically. But for some reason, the mother of that baby will scream at you like it's illegal at 10.30 a.m. in a cafe. <laughs> Legit, my mommy friend saw my phone gallery over my shoulder, and she spent a full five minutes screaming at me about how I could let her baby's head be touched by all these erect penises. <laughs> Which is a very difficult thing to explain to strangers, so we're not allowed back at Breakfast Club London Bridge anymore. But... <laughs> like, come on, babe, it's not my fault. Like, I did not consent to any of those photos of your baby. <laughs> Seriously. She texts me a couple of weeks later, just being like, have you gotten rid of your pedophile Tetris yet? 
It's not even English. That's just what it sounds like in my head. But, but upon, like, upon scrolling through again, I kind of got what she meant, right? Because it, it, if you squint a little bit, it's kind of like an Escher drawing. You know, like, they're not touching, but if I got arrested, it wouldn't be good, you know? But I know I should delete one or the other, right? But I just can't decide which to delete because as somebody who is neither a dick or a baby, they're both kind of the same thing to me. Like, they're both always screaming for your attention. Mm, yeah. <laughs> if you have one, you never seem to shut up about it. And grandma loves getting sent pictures of both. Am I right? Yeah, his grandma too. <laughs> so I'm not allowed back at family dinners anymore. Um, my tastes have definitely changed over the past couple of years, and I've realized I've become sapiosexual, which means attracted to intelligence, or as my best friend likes to call it. Apparently, I've just developed basic standards, <laughs> which is kind of true, because nowadays I have to make sure that they can at least spell your and your correctly. Right? But not because I think it's a sign of intelligence or anything, but because it kind of ruins sexting when they get it wrong, you know? Yeah, you know. Like, I was seeing this guy who would always try and start a sesh with your sexy. Yeah, and at first I'd be like, my sexy what? <laughs> like, my pants are down, don't leave me hanging, bro, you know? <laughs> but even in the bedroom, I've matured. Like, I used to think I was submissive. I used to love telling boys, I'm submissive in bed. But the older I get, the more I'm like, am I actually submissive? Or am I just always really freaking tired? <laughs> you know? Like, nowadays, if someone is like, can I tie you up? I'm like, just don't forget the blindfold <laughs> so that I can have a nap. <laughs> While he's at it, it's very tiring being a woman, isn't it? But, uh, but I don't know where, like, my alternative taste in the bedroom came from because my, my parents, my family, are actually really conservative. In fact, my dad tried to introduce me to religion from a very young age, and weirdly, he did this by just gifting me a picture book about Jesus in Chinese, which, despite what it says on LinkedIn, I cannot read. And, uh, I became obsessed with this book, obsessed, but it didn't quite go the way my dad had planned, right? Because my dad was like, amen, hallelujah, she's discovered the Lord, when actually all I had discovered was my very first crush on a man, and yes, his name was Jesus Christ, okay? So actually, I was just in my room with this book, flicking and flicking the bean, because there was no internet porn back then. This was back in the 90s back when Jesus was still white, you know? And, uh, and so where else was a young girl gonna find pictures of a beautiful, topless man with a perfect six-pack, just wandering around Bethlehem, flexing his muscles, wearing nothing but a tiny little loincloth? What a tease. And uh, the whole book ends with him getting tied up and whipped, right? And I was like, Dad, I don't know what this is, but I'm into it. Um, in fact, his, his favorite TV show lately is this really old BBC program called Great Railway Journeys. I don't know you guys are... <laughs> it was made in the 90s, and for I don't know where he found all the VHS tapes of it, right? That's how much he loves it. And um, his favorite episode takes place in, in China. And uh, oh my God, there are some absolute crackers in this, right? By which I mean funny bits, not old white people. Although it is hosted by this older white comedian called Clive Anderson. Anyway, so this episode starts with the camera zooming in on this Chinese guy holding a whole roasted pig on a bit of string, and he's going through immigration. And Clive's voiceover goes, 
Today, this communist land is open to anybody and their sweet and sour suitcase. And I swear my dad has some kind of like colonial Stockholm syndrome or something because he loves that bit. He is always like laughing and clapping. And the last time I went back, I was like, Dad, times have changed. You know, you can't laugh at that anymore. Can you imagine if the BBC made that today? A whole roasted pig, the vegans would go nuts, you know? And then Clive meets this lady out there who's got a little dog. And of course, the dog's name is Lamb Chop. And Clive says to her, Lamb Chop? That's a terribly brave name to give a dog in China, isn't it? <laughs> Still available on iPlayer, guys. <laughs> and then uh, the whole episode ends with Clive going to Shanghai, which is a beautiful city. And uh, Clive calls Shanghai uh, the jewel of China and the whore of the Orient. And I'm like, Clive, you naughty boy, you found my Tinder profile? Guys, <laughs> you've been super cute. I've been Junior Chang. Thank you so much. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's me, Kima B, letting you know that if you like listening to us fuck it up in your house, if you like listening to us fuck it up in your car or on your train, you will absolutely love being in the room where it happens. We usually record our episodes in London in front of a live audience, and let me tell you, it's one of the most beautiful audiences I've ever seen, and I would love for you to join us. For more info, check out Fuck It Up Comedy on Insta or Twitter, or go to fuckitupcomedy.com. Let's welcome back to the stage all the comics you've seen. The Jinya Chang, the Miss Maria, and the Seven Jada. Groovy. Welcome back, gang. Welcome back. Welcome back. Phenomenal. Mmm. Okay, so feels kind of counterintuitive to like finish a Friday night show by talking about how to survive winter, but I'm just wondering <laughs> how you guys do it because it's fucking hard. Yeah. Anyone to do Wim Hof in here? Oh, the or like uh, cold stuff. Yeah, is that you, more like um, a white person thing? 
Can you, like, uh, explain the cold stuff? Well, Wim Hof is basically this Dutch guy who's also known as the Iceman, and his body can do these crazy things. Like, he can sit in ice and raise his body temperature. I definitely didn't join a cult. But uh, he's even got a show on the BBC, and they do a lot of, like, cold training, yeah, breathing they, um, exercises. Yeah, they were chatting to me about if I wanted to be on it, and then oh. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that sounds... Very horrible. But you're saying that you do some Wim Hof methods. I started doing it in COVID because it's meant to help with your mental health as well. Oh, and, God. Um, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I still do cold showers every day. Definitely not a cult. <laughs> yeah. I know. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Matt, so I, I, but, but like I know because something, something, stress response is something, something, depression. Something, yes, exactly. Something, yeah. That's exactly like what that. the book says. Yeah. Yeah. So have you felt the effects of that? I think so. I think it's easier to go out in the cold for sure. It mm. definitely helps with that. That's why I did it because I wanted to be as equally comfortable going out when it's cold as when it's hot, because during COVID, it was like, got to get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Got to feel something. Jeez. Yeah. So. Yeah, because the whole thing, he's like, he's like, if you can overcome the cold, you can overcome anything. And they'd be like, oh, that's a bummer, because I actually can't overcome the cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? Seven. That sounds hard. Hard mm. pass. Although, it makes you better. Maybe I should try it. Right? Yeah, I don't know. It just sounds Lock like a really hard way to get to that, <laughs> oh. like, end point. It's either that or running. I'm not doing Or do you just, both. like, straight into, like, cold, like, cold child? You can start like, doing cold. it more. This is going to be such a weird episode. Oh, <laughs> I need to learn. You, you can do really hot and then go cold for, like, Start with 10 seconds, see how it feels. Okay. Yeah. Of cold exposure. Yeah, exactly. Oh. You've read the book, you're just pretending. No, I haven't read the book. What I read was the treatment that the BBC sent to me before I said no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute madness. How, how do you survive the, the winter in this nation? Um, I, I've recently got the most faithful friend. And um, even though he talks to lots of girls all the time, mm -hmm. he's on a leash, so he can't go nowhere. <laughs> and, like, that means that even in the wintertime, I have to take him out. Aww. But I like winter fashion. I like scarves and hats and boots. And, and, and I like kicking the, the leaves and stuff. I'm weird. I can hear it now. I, now I'm saying that. <laughs> I but I really like nature and I like animals, so I have to... I didn't used to be this way, guys. I was a regular black girl. <laughs> I was. I was scared of the cold like any other black girl. And then I got the dog and had to switch it up, okay? And that's so how... The, the dog is the key. The dog is the key. And I meet loads of people. And um, the white people are always like, sometimes they're, they're, like, they police the dog's poo. They stand there policing the dog's poo. Mm. and they want you to pick it up, and that dog hasn't even started doing a poo yet. Sometimes they're waiting yeah. for the dog to see what you're going to do. Like, who are you, the fucking president of the uh, park? Do you know that you see them walking around with the plastic bag like they've just come back from the off-license? Like, <laughs> it's a bag of poo, fam. Like, where are you taking it? Where are you taking it? No. Uh, no. That's actually one of like, my reservations with like, getting a dog pet. Julia can't handle it. Because it's true. It's true. Why are you so proud? Like they did the shit or something. Do you know what? If I did manage to shit outside, I think I would be very proud of myself. <laughs> it does seem difficult. That's my like hesitation and reservation in like getting a pet 
like a cat, you know, like that shit's in a box. Uh, dog, you, you gotta wake up. And you gotta, yeah, or your apartment is fucked. And it's just gonna look at you because it's technically your fault. Like, do you know what I mean? I can't with that. I feel like you guys handling the cold were like, uh, you just won't see me. Like, a sl- mm. sleeping bag coat and then just like in my house. I'm not leaving my house. Are you like a winter fashion bay? I'm not. You know, you were saying earlier about layers. Mm. I'm just like regular clothes and then like a full-on sleeping bag. Like, up, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, you're going to see just like... Just a little bit. Not even that. Just, just I'm going to be in my house, let's be honest. Yeah. Having a really warm shower. I feel like a lot of my clothes are like turn of the season, right? So like when it starts to get chilly or when it starts to get warm... But when we get into hot, hot, or cold, cold, my wardrobe <laughs> is fucking useless. <laughs> Same, yeah. It's insane. Like, I spend most of winter just being like, we gotta, we gotta make it. <laughs> it's, it's almost March, bitch. You can do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you guys have a sad lamp? So you're about that life? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sad lamp. Sad lamp. Oh. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, use a microphone. The people at home can't hear you. They're I don't have a sad lamp. <laughs> but you said sad lamp. So I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, I've had like half that. of a tequila drink and now my oh. tongue is just signed off. <laughs> I refuse to enunciate after a certain time of day. That's for other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I only heard about it because I used to work in an office where they had like a sad lamp there, but it was like, oh, you gotta, you can only use this for like, 15 minutes and then yeah. it kicks Have you ever used then... it for too long? Mm. No. Oh. What happens? It, it makes you feel like a fucking, like you're like, oh! Like, oh. It's like too much coffee. I oh. love it. I, I wasn't sure what that was. Energy. Yeah, Energy. it's like, okay. oh, like basically, because they're like, oh, you were going to use this for like maybe 30 minutes or something. And you know, sometimes I forget or something, and then I'm just like buzzing for the rest of the day. <laughs> it's insane. I said, go for it. Everybody, stop doing drugs. Don't get you a sad lamp. <laughs> just go hard. It's definitely like, especially in the UK, I think the worst thing isn't even the cold, it's the mm. fact that it gets dark so Why early. Is it yeah. dark? What is that? Why is it happening? Anybody? Do we have an astrologist in the room? Anybody that can explain the phenomena? Why are we on this axis or whatever? It's horrible. I don't like it. I've had a sad lamp for a very, very long time. And in lockdown, when, like, TikTok became, like, a really big thing, I was, like, using it as, like, one of those. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's really useful. It's really That's bright. brilliant, actually. So I was like, should I get one of the... What are they called? Those... The ring, ring light. light. yeah. And I was like, no, I'm just going to tilt this upwards and use that. They're going to make, like, useful. a... They're going to make the combo, like, device yeah. for, like, influencers with depression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> low, low energy influencers. That's yeah. me. It was very useful. I was like, I'm feeling good. I'm making content. This yeah. is great. Absolutely sick. Uh, yeah. Do you guys uh, enjoy, like... <laughs> do you guys enjoy anything about the season? You know? Uh, oh, I'm just coming with a hard-hitting journalistic integrity <laughs> out here. Questions going deep. I guess it makes you appreciate summer more. I don't know. <laughs> in, in, in it's like the, the only thing I can... In, in the wintertime, 
is my birthday as well. Oh, and but oh. also in the winter time they do nice. Halloween. Yeah, and yeah, some lovely. people, ah, oh, sis, you like Halloween? Ah, I'm from mm. Ghana. We don't do that unless it's Michael <laughs> Jackson's yeah. thriller. That's the only time we do Halloween. But I do find it fascinating because you see how you lot are talking about TikTok. So I'm an old bird, yeah, and all this stuff is long to me. Mm. But I learned on TikTok that zombie is from Africa. I'm like, what the heck? What? So, like yeah. the, the origin of zombies? Listen, so much stuff. So much, they, listen, that finders keeper stuff. I've got to go in. Ah. I've got to go in. <laughs> but not now on the 25th, innit? <laughs> she said, leave a wanting more. Respect. You guys, you guys single? What's up? Yeah. yeah. I like, like deleted the dating app and it felt really good. Wow. Well, so what, I was like, was I went on a few dates and it was like, they were, they were nice and I've made some really great friends from them. But I was like, <laughs> um, uh, I was in a restaurant a couple of weeks ago and like made eye contact with the waitress and it was like electric. And I was like, this is not going to happen on an app. So I was like, I'm just going to delete it and just wait for that waitress to find me. <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to harass her at work. I was like, like, like I was like, so she, what she's going to do is she's going to, she's going to look up my cousin who's like the name the booking was under. She's going to find her on Facebook, and I was like, she's going to look through, and I was like, I need to get a life. Oh, <laughs> I need to get a life. That's so tough, isn't it? Because you're playing harassing someone at work versus turning them yeah. into a stalker, right? <laughs> There's everyone's crazy in the scenario. I know. I know. I mean, it's just like, it's either me doing it or my imagination, like, of other people doing it to me. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, it's winter time. I'm not leaving my house. Like, when I start leaving my house, I'll get the apps back back on my phone. Yeah, yeah. What what was your app of choice? I like Hinge. Like, the other apps, I'm just like, I literally cannot figure them out. I'm like, what's going on? Mm. Where's the bit? It's not user-friendly. With the people. (laughs) (laughs) How do I find the people in there? I have an Astro app that reads me for filth called The Pattern and they've started doing The Pattern dating where they're like, we'll match you up to someone you'll be compatible with based on your birthdays which is insane and so fun. (laughs) Has it worked? Oh, I don't fucking know. (laughs) Some people like send me messages but I'm just kind of like, they're like blurry and they want you to pay to see the people and I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) Paying to fuck? Yeah. What am I, a middle-aged man? (laughs) So true. Yeah, no. Um, I, I downloaded I one. I downloaded one called You're My Type, spelled U R My Type. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. It's based on your Myers Briggs. I'm definitely not a nerd, guys. <laughs> based on your Myers Briggs personality. Oh my God. Uh, I haven't met anyone on there yet for no. obvious reasons. Like, they won't know this, but like, you're like a tech babe. Mm. Like, Junior yeah. fucking knows tech, bro. <laughs> Also, Savin is who um, designed our, uh, like, shit, like, our logo and everything. These bitches are really up to it. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Yes. It's fucking mad. I'm, I'm single because... <laughs> I'm single because I don't want to use the apps because I've seen there's a lot of waste men on the apps. Yeah. Okay? And I think when you're, not a, when you're a man who can't step to women personally and verbally mm. show them how you feel and you've got to do it behind the screen, you scare me. That's scary. Mm. 
Um, I'm also single because I have the dog, but before the dog, it was the kids keeping me, blocking me, cock yeah, blocking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. cock blocking. Twat now blocking. it's the dogs. But I have this white guy who turns up to a lot of my gigs. And funnily enough, mm. he looks like Father Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, uh, oh, how do you feel about that though? Uh, we, uh, we uh, excuse me, guys, no offense. We fucking the audience? Not this audience in particular, but do you fuck people that you meet through them coming to your shows? Mm. <laughs> okay, it's a sticky spot for G. It's a, sticky, mean, a sticky spot for Ginny, yeah, I understand? It, well, I mean, it, it, it depends, doesn't it? It depends, mm. like, uh, where they, how they make contact, because it's that fine line between being creepy and, uh, mm. and being, you're the stalker or they're the stalker, right, right. you know, like, I don't know mm. which way around that goes, so. Rather mess with the staff than the audience. At least you meet them at work. You know they're working. Everybody's at work. They're working. Yeah. You don't have to worry about them being broke because you met them at work. I like bus drivers. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, at least I know you're employed. I'm dead. Oh my god. Okay, we're gonna have to wrap it up. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. A round of applause for the Um, I hope you enjoyed that like I did we did we had a lovely time I hope you've had a lovely time uh, and that was Miss Mo Real Savin Chada and Jinya Chang joining me they're great and they all have projects that you can like enjoy and support um, online or in the world so follow them on their socials and keep up with what they've been up to uh, if you've enjoyed listening to this let us know let somebody know um, it's lovely to see like the growth of the community and I really appreciate it um, I saw on some social media platform not social media platform on a um, streaming platform that we had a 4.9 and just whoever was out there and gave us those four stars just thank you for your honesty but in the future stop um, <laughs> I feel like an Uber driver like now I need to do like a bunch of really great rides um, to get the rating up but I appreciate everyone who's um, yeah just shown support let us know that you're listening that you're liking it um, and who, like let other people know just really appreciate it um, yeah as always this has been brought to you by the Films of Color Comedy Club the House of the Guilty Feminist and is a part of the ACAST Creator Network um, yeah thanks for listening have a good one bye